When we repent at Yom Kippur, we don't get there and we say, ooh, help me, forgive me. We get up there every year, those of us that choose to go to synagogue on Yom Kippur, singing the Avinu Malkeinu and doing our Alchet, and we say, forgive us, pardon us, because we are a community when we repent and we do it for each other. Which means that if one of us in this room does something wrong, we are all responsible. Which means when one man strays, we are all to be held responsible. We feel shame and anger when we hear about men in Hollywood bearing the Jewish name and going forth and raping and sexually abusing over 80 women. What that does to me as a Jewish woman fills me with anger and it fills me with shame. When I hear about rabbis that I'm to trust with my tradition, with my heart, with leading my people in prayer who go into mikvahs with video cameras, where women are there because they want to be sacredly purified and are being treated like sex objects. We are angry, we are full of shame, but our hands are actually not tied. When we hear about stories in Orthodox communities and secular communities of young girls, so many young Jewish girls being raped, molested, sexually abused across the spectrum, our hands also are not tied, but that's the Jewish myth right now, is that we just listen to the country doing its thing. I personally feel most upset, most ashamed, and most angry when I think about the wealth of a tradition that we have. When I learn and know that consent is actually embedded in the Talmud. It has a blueprint for us that we are not using right now. The Talmud, just for the record, is a group of men sitting in a room together discussing things to try to preserve Judaism and its practices after the destruction of the Second Temple. It's a patriarchal collective sitting in a room and talking about everything under the sun, and that includes female bodies. So here is our time to reclaim our power and our place in this country as Jewish people. One of the reasons I didn't learn about sex until I was maybe in my mid to late 20s when it comes to Jewish tradition is because I was raised in a conservative synagogue the best one in Washington, D.C. It was like the football stadium of conservative synagogues. <laughs> and I learned everything you know, that you sh you're supposed to learn as a nuanced American Jew in that sort of lukewarm world. And I learned about prachim and yayin and how to do Shabbat. And I learned about all the holidays. And I had a really good group of Jewish friends outside of my Quaker education. It did what it was supposed to do. I'm here right now, aren't I? But I didn't learn about my body. And I didn't learn about consent. And no one taught me, they said, oh, go find a Jewish husband, but they never said, hey, here's how he should treat you. Hey, here's how your body should feel when you're expansively having Kabbalistic, phenomenal sex. No one told me that either, that's for sure. So I went on, and I was pretty angry at Judaism, and then I found like a thousand new doors. I did the work, which is work. If I had stopped at the conservative Judaism of my upbringing, I would not be here today on behalf of Talmud. I did the work, and I walked this country, and I went to probably two or three dozen synagogues in America and learned that there were other ways to approach this book. 
and I got to know orthodox and secular and all different iterations of LGBTQ-friendly spaces and non-friendly spaces, and I loved it. Um, but I didn't learn about sex and the body still until in my late 20s, I started an advice column called Ask Your Yenta. And it was kitschy and funny, and everyone's like, oh, you've, you, know, you have so much advice to give. And people said, what is the Jewish answer to my dating and sex questions? I had no idea. And I could say, oh, I went to Hebrew school for 18 years. I was bought mitzvah, confirmed, and I knew nothing when it came to the body. So I decided to enroll in yeshiva for a year. And when I got there, I was shocked. So for those of you, again, that don't know, yeshiva is a Jewish learning place where I tortured myself for a year of Torah and Talmud full time. When I got to yeshiva, I walked into the Beit Midrash and was really surprised to see a group of men sitting together talking about vaginal secretions, talking about different colors of female discharge, talking about menstruation and when you can and can't touch the body, or about King David whose hands were considered unclean because he had touched a menstruating woman. And, and this was what it meant to become a rabbi, to know these things. I didn't know that. I probably would have paid more attention in Hebrew school had I known that. <laughs> It got better, though. That was just the beginning. That was like the door opening. Then I went into the door, and I learned about consent. Who knew that one of those dudes in the room giving us all of our laws for centuries, Rambam talked in Mishnah Torah about forbidden intercourse. And yes, it's a really crazy passage. It's not for nice reasons that they're talking about it. And there's things that say that homophobia is a really viable Jewish thing, which I don't sanction. And there's other parts that say misogyny is just a piece of our fun Jewish life. I don't sanction that, but I'm going to pick this one piece that I do feel is the blueprint I need right now. And that doesn't mean that I let go of the rest of Torah. It means that I have the strength to hold it all. What he said about heterosexual monogamous relationships between a man and a wife is that if a woman is in bed with her husband with even a tinge of fear, he is not to advance upon her body. How amazing. I didn't even learn that in high school. He said, if you're full of hatred in your heart, if you're going towards your wife to get your hatred out, and this isn't like fun BDSM hatred, this is like hatred. <laughs> if you're going to go do that, no. He has these rules that are so incredible that are protecting this body, female body. And then he says, hey, if you're drunk and you get in bed and you can't tell if she says yes or no, like that is not allowed. And then he goes as far to say, hey, and don't rape her. That he needs to say, don't rape her, means that rape is real. One in six women in this room right now are victims of sexual violence. That's a lot of women, and it's in our midst, and it's in our Jewish midst, and it's a real thing that we really do need to be paying attention to together. There's a law that the Talmudists, those same patriarchal men, and we don't, we can smash the patriarchy without condemning it, because the fact is they're part of us. And so those guys are also sitting in a room realizing, hey, we are a nomadic people. We are a nomadic people. We are going to go to Syria, and we're going to go to Spain, and we're going to go to China, and we're going to go to America, and we're going to go to Egypt and Iraq. We're going to go all over this world as Jews, so we've got to make some rules to fit in. So they made this law called Dina de Malchut Dina, and it basically is saying, you're going to have to defer to the law of the land for some things. So when we came to this country as Jews, whether it was 50 years, 100 years, or however long ago, five years ago, and when our rabbis came and they said, let's set up Jewish shop here in this strange American soil full of problems, let's do it the way that we were taught. And that means if there's an overarching law, as long as it doesn't infringe upon spirituality or religion, we're going to assume that law. 
So the law of the American land was this was a Puritan place, and sex was taboo. You do not talk about the body here. So when we put our synagogues into place here and in Europe, we set them into motion with that law. So surely we don't want people to learn that we have this incredible rich tradition of talking about every nuance of the female body, and not just the female body, but her pleasure. I didn't even mention that. That pleasure was discussed by these men. Can you like I can't even fathom. When I went to Hebrew school, they didn't talk about that. And when I went to secular school, they didn't even teach the female pleasure matrix on our sex education board of the female anatomy. Our pleasure doesn't seem to matter on a national level. So the law of Dina Damachut Dina is that you also can overturn it if spirituality and religion are threatened. And I'm going to tell you that the sex education that we have right now isn't fit for us or our children in terms of a culture that says that grabbing at women's body parts is OK, or that rape is a sanctioned, normal thing that we do as men, or that her pleasure doesn't even matter. In the ketubah, it is built in. For most of you who are married, your ketubah probably still says, if the woman's body is not sexually satisfied in six months, she has grounds for divorce. Judaism pays attention to women, sometimes just to keep them pregnant like cows, but it doesn't really matter as long as we place the right meaning in our conversation. In Hollywood, they represent rape. In Hollywood, they represent rape and all kinds of good sex and bad sex, just like in Torah. We have all kinds of horrible things. There's gang rape in Torah, and there's selling women's bodies for land in Egypt, and there's like the whole nine yards of messed up sex in Torah, and there's well sex, and garden sex, and awesome sex, and it's, the whole thing is, is contained right there. And the difference between Hollywood and Judaism is that we talk about it, that we had these men, and then women, and then men, and like a whole tradition of grappling. And we don't make a halachic law until we grapple, and we discuss, and we reform, and we enter a country, and we see what's serving and not serving us. The world, the way it is right now for the Jewish people, in terms of our sexual safety, is not serving us. We have a responsibility. I'll tell you that. Rape doesn't just happen and then disappear. Sexual violence doesn't just happen. For the past three months in preparing for this talk, I gained over 20 pounds. Because I was thinking about and researching rape. Because my old habits from when I was younger to cope with whatever happened in my life were coming back up. Because I wanted to eat as much as I could so that my body both disappeared on the sexual spectrum and showed up to defend myself. And the same thing with intimacy problems and proclivities towards violent relationships and all kinds of things that are built into the repercussions of us allowing these things to be a part of our community when they don't belong here. Rape is real. It will always happen for the rest of time. But we can make steps to preventing its future inside of our communities. So this year, I'm going to say that we take back Avinu Malkainu without saying our hands are tied and we are nothing. But we say our hands are not tied. We have Talmud with a new alchet. And we step up together and we set a precedent that rape and sexual violation and boundary cruising and the overriding of female voice, cisgender or otherwise, is not welcome in our Jewish communities. This year, our new Alchet says, forgive us. Forgive us for the times that someone said no and we overrode it and we just went on with their own pleasure anyways. Pardon us. Forgive us. Forgive us for the times when somebody looked so scared as we were pursuing our own fun pleasure, and we thought nothing of it because getting off was more important than their safety. 
Forgive us and pardon us. And forgive us for the times that we were so arrogant to think that rape and sexual violence aren't even real, that if it didn't happen to us, then it couldn't be real. Forgive us for that arrogance, for not believing when people told us their stories. And forgive us for the times that we went out and we were so drunk, so drunk, having such a good time that it didn't occur to us that the people that we were possibly going to bed with were gonna say yes or no and that we couldn't even decipher it because our faculties were not about us. Forgive us for making that a cultural value that was acceptable. This year on Yom Kippur, we are the people of the book. We are the chosen people. We are the light among nations when we choose to resurrect things in our tradition that can be a guiding light for the future. This year, for all of you, I wish for you to become incredible, compassionate, open-ended, wildly pleasurable, consensual lovers, and for you to teach your communities to do the same so that nobody needs to leave their body, so that this community is safe for everyone. May we all be written in the book of life.